Eat, Move, Sleep by Tom Rath. One sentence summary. Eat, Move, Sleep shows you that living a long and healthy life is not the result of massive lifestyle changes, but of lots of small habits, which improve the way you sleep, eat and exercise, and, if combined, add a whole lot to your health. My favorite quote from the author is, Every hour you spend on your rear end saps your energy and ruins your health. Tom Rath. Tom Rath knows a thing or two about business. Maybe you've heard of his most popular book already. It's called StrengthsFinder 2.0. However, in order to even become one of the world's leading business thinkers, he first had to, had to learn a lot about something else. Health. Tom was diagnosed with a rare disease called VHL at a very young age, which basically promotes random tumor growth all over your body. Instead of throwing in the towel, he decided to focus on what he could control. The little changes he made ended up amounting to a pretty healthy lifestyle and have allowed him to live a long and happy life. He's 40 now and thriving. But if these little changes helped him go from cancer patient to healthy best-selling author, they sure must be good enough to help you and me live to be 90 and beyond. That's why I'd like to share three of them with you today. 1. Instead of maximizing exercise, limit inactivity. 2. Treat sugar like it's a drug. 3. Stop hitting the snooze button. Ready to eat, move and then sleep? All you have to do is read on. Eat, move, sleep lesson 1. Limit inactivity instead of trying to work out more. This answers the question, how much exercise do you really need? If you're like most people, you'll not exercise for a while, then feel bad and start setting really ambitious goals, like going to the gym 5 times a week. Even if you're one of those rare types who can pull off these kinds of sudden habit changes, there's still a chance it's the wrong thing to do. Here's why. If you sit for 6 hours a day, even working out for 2 hours afterwards won't reverse the health damage you've done. The consequences are similar to those from smoking. Exercise isn't about the total amount of sweat you produce each week. Your body only cares about not being inactive for a long stretch of time. Ever. The National Institute of Health looked at 240,000 people's movement behavior, finding out sitting for most of your time increases your mortality rate by 50%. The solution is wonderfully simple. Don't sit for longer than an hour. That's it. Don't pile 6-8 to eight hours of sitting around on top of watching TV, eating your meals and sitting in the bus, train or your car. We do sit a lot, don't we? Walk to the house five blocks away, take the stairs, not the elevator, and just get up a few times at work to move around. As a side note, specifically for this purpose, I got a Garmin Vivo Smart HR Activity Tracker last year and I'm super grateful for it. If I sit for too long, it vibrates and tells me to move. Should be a requirement for every rider, I think. Eat, move, sleep, lesson two. Treat sugar like it's a drug. This answers the question, what's one of the easiest healthy food choices I can make? There are illegal drugs like cocaine and heroin, legal and socially accepted drugs like tobacco and alcohol, and then there's sugar, which, according to Tom, is the worst one. Not only because it's not even considered a drug, but because it's part of everyone's daily food intake. How much sugar do you think you eat each year? Remembering it is actually quite simple. It's your own weight in pure, white, refined sugar. Imagine building a statue of yourself, purely made from sugar, and then eating that, one bite at a day, every single year. 
There are three reasons why added sugar is the devil in disguise. Reason number one. Eating it releases dopamine, which gives you a high feeling and makes it addictive. Reason number two. The more you eat, the more you want. And reason number three. You build a tolerance, meaning you have to eat more each time in order to get that dopamine hit again. What should you do? Treat sugar like it's an actual illegal drug. Avoid added sugar wherever you can. Don't even buy unnecessary sweets and snacks and use it very carefully when cooking. Eat, move, sleep, lesson three. Stop hitting the snooze button and get up right when your alarm rings. This answers the question, what's one of the easiest changes I can make to improve my sleep? There's sleep and there's efficient sleep. You know, one is physically being in bed, the other is actually getting some quality shut eye during which you're actually recovering. However, and most of my friends do this, you can ruin a perfectly good night of sleep with one tiny mistake in the morning, hitting the snooze button. The reason is that if you hit snooze and go back to sleep, your alarm wakes you up right at the point where you're about to enter a deep sleep phase again, which makes you groggy and tired. The more you repeat this, the worse it gets. So even if you've just slept 7 hours before, getting up would have been better than snoozing for another 45 minutes. I never understood how someone would rather spend up to an hour in a constant state of semi-wakefulness instead of just sleeping an hour longer in the first place. But it's a habit deeply ingrained in lots of people. If you're one of them, make this your mission for tomorrow. Don't hit the snooze button. Set your alarm at the latest possible time and force yourself to get up instantly. My personal takeaways from Eat, Move, Sleep for 2017. It looks like today is a, a health day while I'm recording summaries here for the 4-minute folio. Um, because right now, today is very antithetical to what I just read to you and recommended to you. Not in terms of sleep. I had a perfect night of uh, sleep. I set an, It's Sunday. I set my alarm for 8 a.m. because I've, I used to sleep in and not set an alarm on weekends. And yesterday I went to bed at 11 p.m. Uh, by the way, I'm jumping right into sleep, as you can as you can tell. Yesterday, I went to bed at 11 p.m. I decided to set my alarm for 8. I gave myself 9 hours, said, if I'm going to wake up after 8 hours at around 7, that's fine, I'll get up. If not, I'll, I'll give myself maximum those 9 hours to 8 to catch up a bit from the week. And I did sleep till 8, uh, 8 a.m., I slept all through the night like a baby. Um, I woke up, I think, just before the alarm, or maybe with the alarm even. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but I felt really good. Got up, or I usually lie in bed for like... It, it, during the week, I lie in bed for somewhere 5 to 10 minutes. I guess that's like give myself time to slowly wake up. Um, but I never hit the snooze button or anything. Usually my my activity tracker wakes me up. It vibrates on my arm, which is a much nicer way of waking up than having some weird noise play. Um, and that doesn't have a snooze function anyways. Or maybe it does. I don't even remember. But I just turn it off. Um, and so, yeah, I got up instantly. So sleep, I really did well today. But the other two uh, I've been thinking about a lot, not just today in general. Um, but before I get into uh, food 
and movement, I want to make a note. There's a great video explaining this whole snooze situation, you, the whole you snooze, you lose. That's totally true. Uh, phrase. There's a video by ASAP Science. ASAP Science. Just put that into YouTube and put uh, and include snooze button or snooze. ASAP Science snooze. It's a two-minute video. It explains this whole phenomenon perfectly, and you will want to get rid of snoozing. Um, so let me get into the other two I've been thinking about. So I just read a summary about called The Power of Full Engagement, which talks about different kinds of energy and managing your energy, not your time. Great addendum to this book, by the way. Um, and that in that one, I said, I'm making a trade-off right now because I quit swimming uh, in favor of college degree work and so on. I'm still doing my 10,000 steps a day, most days. Uh, I'm still doing some push-ups, some some at-home workouts uh, a little bit in the morning. But I've given up swimming and I know I'm making a an energy trade-off right now here. However, because I'm still doing my 10,000 steps, I'm walking a lot on the way to school and so on, I'm sort of I'm doing okay on the inactivity part, right? So I'm much more focused on that. And ever since reading that book, that made perfect sense to me. Um because it's super easy to to have such an activity tracker like this it pings you once an hour you can even do that on your phone and it says you like get up move around and all you have to do is get up and walk like two minutes right walk down the hallway and walk back and that's huge for in terms for your blood circulation and everything as opposed to sitting in a three to four hour stretch um, and this thing I got last year in June, actually, I'll be excited to see if in June or July, when I hit the full year, I'll finally see my average for the 365 days in terms of steps taken. And I'm guessing it will be somewhere around 10,000 steps, maybe even a little higher. I would be pumped. Um, but yeah, so I highly recommend that. Mine is a Garmin Vivo Smart HR. There's tons of others like Jawbone, Fitbit, with things that looks look more like a watch. Um, but if you can afford one of these things, I highly recommend getting them, especially if they ping you to get up and move around and if they have an alarm. Um, those were the two main features for me. Otherwise, you can just set a simple notification or something like that. Don't sit for longer than an hour, at least once an hour, get up, move around a little bit, okay? Um, the reason I said I'm not doing it well this today is because I'm sitting on my couch and recording hardcore summaries here. Um, but after this one, I promise I will get up and move around for a second. Lastly, treat sugar like it's a drug. At this one, I'm also today not doing great. I had a great breakfast. We made it myself, me and my roommate. But right now, I'm sipping on something called Paulana Spezi, which is a soda beverage, which I very much enjoy. It's a mix of Coke and, and Fanta, lemonade. Um and a special brand only available in Munich or Bavaria. It gets out there, but um, it's very prominent here. And me and my roommate love it. And I'm sipping that right now. But on the other hand, the sugar inside this will hopefully keep me energized for this long stretch of summary recording that I'm doing because I'm not planning on eating anything. So I do try to keep my calorie intake down. Uh, I have also committed to not buying new sweets again. Um, 
maybe a piece of uh, like cookie or something that I might eat right away after a certain meal, but I'm not buying any chips, any chocolate and so on. I, I still have some at home from when I got them from for Easter or stuff like that for my family, but I'm not buying anything. And I think that's one of the easiest things you can do, right? Just like don't buy sweet stuff. Like if some's there um, or you see something when you're out eating and you want to get that, uh, go ahead, but don't stock up your entire house on this crap. Um, and yeah, these are very simple changes, right? These are almost like environment changes, some of them, where you can change your environment a little bit and you will be much less prone to doing the bad behavior. I think doing these three things will be could be like the difference could add somewhere like five to, I don't want to say 10, but like I want to say around five years to your life. Like if you do these now and they compound over something like 20, 30, 40 years, that's huge. All right, check out Tom Rath, Eat, Move, Sleep, great book um, very simple changes that amount to a lot and i will see you on the next summary